This is Parkinson's and Me. This is Season 3, Episode 8, Out of the Shadows. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to a new episode. I want to thank those of you who have been listening. This has already gone beyond my expectations. Just the fellowship and the encouragement that I've had. Y'all are great. Thank you so much for reaching out. And those of you that are new to the podcast. Well, let me tell you a little bit about me. I was 43. And the neurologist that my wife and I went to see sat us down told me that I have young onset Parkinson's disease. It was an incredible shock. That was for old people. Or, in the rare cases, I thought of Michael J. Fox. That couldn't happen to me. This surely isn't right. Well, those first few years were really tough. I didn't think that things would ever improve, that I would be depressed for the rest of my days and go down quickly. Six to nine months after I was diagnosed, it was somewhere in there, I made the first episode of this podcast. It was a way to do something about the disease, to put my story out there. And also I have a son that maybe one day will listen to these. Hopefully he'll have good memories. However, I want to let him know that I fought. Though his dad was knocked down, he could get back up. I've worked through honestly still continue to work through the grieving process. I'm now attempting to change my mindset, change my perspective into a one that looks for hope, that looks for positive experience, to be that person that I've always wanted to be. However, I was always distracted by the normal things that occur in life. Well, now I have that chance, and it certainly has given me focus. Changing and altering my perspective and how I choose to look at my diagnosis, well, some of the best lessons can be learned by those that are around us. There's a lady that cuts my son's hair. She demonstrated this perfectly, and I've been drifting and starting to think more negative thoughts. And my son was telling this lady all about the school that he's going to go to when he reaches high school. He's in eighth grade now. He's listing all the negative things that he's heard about the school. She stops what she's doing, and she looked at him and asked, Did you ask what they enjoyed about the school? She stated, Most people tend to always focus on the negative. It's very rare for others to focus on the positive. She completely flipped the conversation. It was a reminder to me of how simple it can be to recalibrate my perspective. Now you translate that into Parkinson's, there's not a lot of positive things. However, it doesn't mean that the positive things are gone from my life. I've just got to look for it. I want to thank Jay Lawrence PH for the review on Apple's podcast app. Really do appreciate that. However, I'd love to hear from you more. So I'm going to leave my contact information at the end of this episode. It's going to include my email address and the voicemail that you can call. Speaking of an email, I loved hearing from Carl. Carl was diagnosed when he was only 34. Wow. Being diagnosed at 34 is quite the gut punch. And he just turned 37. Carl, I hope you really get something out of these episodes and encourages you. Thank you for sharing. In this episode, I wanted to share an experience that I had and what I learned from it. Along with that, there are times to where I give too much credit to Parkinson's. 
when I look at my emotional and physical health, I have a tendency to think that Parkinson's is the only thing that's involved. I'll make that more clear. Finally, I'd like to share an experiment. I've never done anything like this before. It's a creative way that I would like to share. I recommend you get in a quiet place. If you're multitasking, have things that are around you that are going on, it may not make sense. Put some headphones on. Feel free to close your eyes. Hopefully this is a restful experience too. Let's get started. I had some learnings. One of those is about experiencing Parkinson's in a severe way that actually could have been helped. Well, let me start off with every Sunday, I have my seven-day pill box that I make sure to include all my medications. So that's specific to Parkinson's and those that aren't specific. And I really make sure to stay focused and not get distracted because if I don't have the right medication, I don't work right. I was noticing on a Monday morning good deal of anxiety, and I couldn't sleep well. Well, that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, my anxiety started going up, and the symptoms of Parkinson's that kicked in really were showing up in a very aggressive way. By that Friday night, I was lying in the bed, shaking, literally shaking, not able to get comfortable at all. I was stiff as a board, and my body was moving uncontrollably, and I had this thought. The last time this happened, I did not take all of my medication. I had missed some days. So with that thought, I got out of bed, opened up my seven-day pill box, looked in. Sure enough, I had missed a critical medication that was not specific to Parkinson's. It was to help me fall and stay asleep. What I'd like to point out is, even though the medication wasn't specifically to deal with Parkinson's, it had an effect on me. Once I took the medication, my stiffness started to go away, my anxiety went down, and I was able to sleep. So sometimes we give Parkinson's too much credit. If I blame Parkinson's for things that are challenging me, then that assigns it a certain lack of hope. <laughs> when I was a child, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. I'm sure like many boys out there, oftentimes, you grow out of it as an adult. I was evaluated to see if still applied. While I continued to have those same challenges, symptoms of having ADD are being absent-minded, difficulty focusing, forgetfulness, problem paying attention. When I was in my late teens, I was diagnosed with having depression. Well, those symptoms are trouble concentrating, remembering details, making decisions, insomnia, pessimism, and hopelessness. These two diagnoses are separate from Parkinson's. However, several of those symptoms from ADD and depression is what I experience with having Parkinson's disease. I don't want to give Parkinson's too much credit. There are things that I'm very scared that Parkinson's is going to take away from me. One of those is the clarity of my mind. I have trouble focusing. I'm getting much more forgetful. I have times where I'm persistently sad or anxious. The good news about this is even though Parkinson's may amplify these two conditions, that hope is not lost. 
that I can continue to still work on these diagnoses. Seeing it that way, I assign it more hope. It's the difference between the two that may not make sense for a lot of people. But for those of us that are looking at Parkinson's, taking this and that away from us, this small victory is something that I'm going to hold on to. And it's important to note that I was diagnosed with these way before Parkinson's disease came to dominate my news headlines. So I say all of this, whatever you may have had going on before Parkinson's, don't give the credit to this disease. It may be something else, some challenges that you had before Parkinson's. So if I'm looking to better treat my ADD and depression, that can be improved. I like to circle back and watch the movie the Legend of Bagger Vance. It is a great reminder, life does not have to be endured. is isn't a game that you're going to win. It's one that can only be played. There's a significant difference between those two things. If I try to win at life, then I set myself up to either win or lose. Those two choices make it difficult for me to find enjoyment. I'm either succeeding or I'm failing. There's not much else. However, if I look at life as a game to be played, then I'm opening myself up to all types of experiences. I can play hard in the morning and rest in the afternoon. I'm not worried about being either right or wrong. Once that burden is removed of either winning or losing, that's what allows me to be creative and rest. Play for me used to come very natural as a child. I didn't need to be taught to have fun. I wasn't stressed out about what I was going to do with a beautiful day without anything on the agenda. If you gave me a bat to swing, I wasn't focused on the correct way of swinging that bat. I simply loved the way that the bat felt as I swung it through the air. The joy of doing something because that's what I like to do has been covered up by the have-tos in life. It's necessary for these skills to be learned if we're going to provide for ourselves and our families, I can't be a child all the time. I would like to discover some of that simple wisdom that I have lost and a way to quiet my mind. So the movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance, is a very precious reminder to me. As an experiment, I would really appreciate it if you will join me inserting yourself into this movie. Since I can't show you what I see, then I'm going to try to provide the experience through audio. We only need to focus on two characters in two scenes. The movie takes place in the early 1900s, right after World War I. The first character is Juna, and he's played by Matt Damon. Before going off to war, Juna had a promising life. However, the traumatic experience that is war ripped away the man that he once was. After returning to his hometown after the war, he was only a shell of himself. He fades into the shadows and is lost until he's invited to attend a prestigious golf tournament. Before the war, he was a very gifted golfer. This tournament provides him a second chance. As he's getting ready for the tournament, he meets Bagger Vance, played by Will Smith. Bagger is what I like to describe as an intercessor. 
is an angel or other godlike figure, but he dresses like everyone else. And he offers to caddy for Juna. This is golf, so a caddy is someone who offers advice about which club that the player needs. They're an expert on how to play the field. Well, Juna discovers that Bagger isn't like anyone else. And by taking his advice during the tournament, Juna actually starts off very well. In this first scene, Juna's become arrogant. He believes that it's his skill that got him to this point and not Bagger's wisdom. So in this scene, Bagger's attempting to get Juna's attention for him to see the field, not what everyone's doing, but to focus on his authentic swing. However, like myself, isn't as willing to listen. Oh yes, greatest game there is. Hey, I think it's time. Time for what? Time for you to see the field. The field? I see the field, but it's 445 yards long. It's got a little red flag at the end of it. It's 12 strokes ahead of me. Come on. That ain't it. Because if you see in the field, you wouldn't be hacking at that ball like you was chopping weeds out from under your front porch. Just give me the club. Sorry, I bring it up. Here, you're going to take that hack away. And I do. I hack away. My hope is to pause and then actually go back for guidance like Juna does here, at least. All right, what's the field? <laughs> so Bagger then shows Juna, another golfer, who isn't worried about what's going on around him. Fix your eyes on Bobby Jones. And players just enthralled about playing the game of golf. Knock it out there, Bobby. The camera slows down and shows the golfer mindful of his swing and nothing else. It's just he and the club. Look at his practice swing. Almost like he's searching for something. Then he finds it. Watch how he settles himself right into the middle of it. Feel that focus. A lot of shots he could choose from. Duffs and tops and skulls. But there's only one shot that's in perfect harmony with the field. One shot that's his. Authentic shot. Authentic shot. And that shot is going to choose him. There's a perfect shot out there trying to find each and every one of us. All we got to do is get ourselves out of its way. Let it choose us. Mm, look at him. He in the field. Golfer swings his club, and it's a gorgeous shot. You can't see that flag as some dragon you got to slay. You have to look with soft eyes. See the place where the tides and the, and the seasons and the turning of the earth all come together. Where everything that is becomes one. So now it's Juna's turn. Bagger gets next to him, encourages him. Seek it with your hands. Don't think about it. Feel it. 
Your hands is wiser than your head ever gonna be. Now, I can't take you there, Juna. Just hopes I can help you find a way. That's you, that ball, that flag. And all you are, seek it with your hands. Don't think about it. Feel it. Looking focus. at it, Juna, feel it. It's just There's you. One you shot up that's in perfect harmony. You don't see that. It's the home of your authentic swing, that flag, and all that you are. shot my turn to find my authentic swing and everything becomes clear and focused pull the club back allow the weight to transfer to my hands let go of what I'm supposed to do and simply swing my authentic swing without hearing the, the crowd around me, I swing without trying, and it sails, without me having to have really done anything. Even the blind squirrel finds an acorn now and then, Bobby. <laughs> now with these great lessons, Bagger's trying to show Juna his own swing, not copying everybody else around him, but truly what makes him who he is, who makes Juna. Life isn't really good about allowing us to pause or slow things down. When I can slow my life down, that's when things begin to make sense. However, just as I slow things down, here comes Parkinson's disease. Life is chaotic and hectic. Parkinson's disease often steals any clarity that may still be in my mind. It clouds my thoughts, and suddenly my mind is going everywhere. Things that I had no problem remembering before are a greater effort. And I'm startled by how much I can't remember, and that generates even more anxiety. Not only am I struggling to swim in the present, but I'm facing dreams that need to be reinvented. My regrets from my past, well, they're much like floats that are in a swimming pool. These floats represent my past, that when I was younger, I had no trouble keeping these floats from popping out out of the water. Now that I'm older, these floats are popping out, and I don't have a whole lot of control over them. The anxiety winds me up, but this next scene reminds me of a way that I can move forward, no matter what's going on around me. Despite all the challenges, it's a great illustration about what stops us from enjoying life and that we have a choice to make. How can we connect with the simplicity that we once knew as a child? So many years ago, Bagger reminds me that it was just a moment ago. And most importantly, we are not alone. Juna was in the middle of a match. I won't go into the specifics. He had to face his past and his horrible experiences of war. He knows he just can't go on. 
You gonna be wanting a different club, Dale, Juna? I can't do this. Hey, you might should just loose your grip up a smidge. You know, a man's grip on his club, just like a it's man's grip on... That's not what I'm talking about. I know. No, you don't. What I'm talking about is a game. Game that can't be won, only played. You don't understand. I don't need to understand. Ain't a soul on this entire earth ain't got a burden to carry. He don't understand. You ain't alone in that. But you've been carrying this one long enough. Time to go on, lay it down. I don't know how. I feel the reminder. You got a choice. You can stop, or you can stop. Start? Walking. Where? Right back to where you always been, and then stand there. Still, real still. And remember. It's too long ago. Oh no, sir, it was just a moment ago. Time for you to come on out the shadows, Juna. Time for you to choose. I can't. Yes, you can. But you ain't alone. I'm right here with you. I've been here all along. I played a game. Your game. The one that only you was meant to play. One that was given to you when you come into this world. Stands. Strike that ball, Junior. Don't hold nothing back. Give it everything. Now's the time. Let yourself remember. Remember your swing. That's right, Junior. Settle yourself. Let's go. Now is the time, Junior. Life is a game that can't be won, only played. I love it when Juna says, you can't understand. And Bagger says, I don't need to understand. There ain't a soul on this entire earth that don't have a burden to carry. You ain't alone in that. But much like all of us, we've been carrying our burdens long enough. Time to lay it down and... We're called to come out of the shadows. We can choose. We can keep moving, going, and then stop and make a choice. Every day I have a choice. Whether I'm going to be a victim of this terrible disease, it's going to affect me one way or the other. Or I can look beyond that and begin to live the life that I haven't been able to live before. But I don't know about you, but my mind just gets so overwhelmed. And it's so hard. If you're feeling similar to this well you're not alone either i hope by me trying to express 
share exactly what I see, experience, and what I hope to remind myself of, that this helps you. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you understood it. If not, just chalk that down to a a creative expression. Wrapping up, I shared what happened to me when I didn't take a certain medication that helped me sleep, even though the medication didn't do anything for my Parkinson's. It was for my sleep. It still impacted me to where the symptoms of Parkinson's caused me to be disabled. I talked about not giving Parkinson's as much credit because there are things that we had going on in our lives. My example was ADD, depression, the side effects look a lot like something that Parkinson's is causing. However, if I can dissociate it and say, you know, I can improve in these areas. Parkinson's does not have such a hold on me. Then I can better navigate what's going to happen in my future and where can I improve? And finally, the story of Juna, of Bagger Vance, of how this movie made an impression on me, what I saw out of it. Thank you so much. And I would love for you to share. Share your concerns, your ideas. If you've been able to figure some of this stuff out, maybe you're farther along the road and you're like, I've been able to grapple with some of this. I'm going to leave my email and voicemail at the end of this episode. And may the Lord bless and keep you. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear from you. If you would like to call and leave a message, our number is 706 873 1656 or you can email us at parkinson's and me podcast at gmail.com finally i would appreciate it if you'd review us at apple podcast google podcast or wherever you listen to this show and remember keep moving forward